What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Boom Boom Performance Podcast, the one-stop shop for all things coaching. We are going to dive deeper than just training and nutrition, though. We are going to cover all things personal development. I am your host, Cody Boom Boom McBroom. I am also your coach through your speakers, and I am here to help guide you on a journey to better personal development in all realms of life, but specifically training and nutrition. If you are new to the show, make sure you hit the subscribe button. We drop episodes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, three free episodes every single week, and I want to make sure that you are updated with the latest and greatest content. Two more things. I have the top four ranked episodes listed in the description. So if you're new here, go check those out. Those are the listeners' favorite episodes, and I think you're going to get a ton of value from them. The last thing, even if you are not new, if you have not grabbed the Nutrition Hierarchy, which is the all-inclusive guide to mastering your diet, literally giving you my secrets on nutrition, completely free, make sure you grab that. We just released the updated version, and it's completely free in the description below. Today is episode three. It is part three of the Individual Training Design Series. This is the training series that we are doing every single Monday for six weeks long covering all things program design to make sure that you can create the most effective workouts for yourself. We have already touched on assessing and execution, so how to actually look at where you're at right now and to build the skill behind exercises so you can get the most out of the rest of the series. Then we covered training volume, intensity, and frequency, which are three of the biggest and most important components when we look at the math behind programming, but today might actually be my favorite part in the entire series, exercise selection, tempo and variation, and enjoyment. So this is actually a series that we kind of touch on all the little things that a lot of people don't pay attention to, but in my opinion, make the biggest difference in effectively accomplishing that volume. So yes, volume, intensity, and frequency. Those are the boulders. Those are the big rocks inside of our program. Those are the math, the big numbers that actually allow us to reach our targets. So when we're programming, we really, really do need to focus on those things. But if we do not have the proper exercise selection for us, if we do not master tempo to control movement patterns, if we don't have the right variation of movements and the right frequency of variation, and last but not least, if we don't just enjoy the program we're doing, volume is irrelevant. And I'm going to touch on that in this episode, and I don't want to rant too much in the intro, but at the end of the day, I see too many people focusing so hard on their intensity in the gym and on the total volume of work they are doing in the gym because we know with all the research coming out, intensity drives strength, volume drives hypertrophy, and yes, that is accurate. But if your exercise selection is off, if you can't control the weight you are moving, if you do not enjoy your program to stay consistent, and if you can't execute movements properly so that you're keeping your volume in the right places, meaning you have effective volume, not junk volume, then volume as a number is completely irrelevant. I mean, if we're doing a bicep curl and we're creating tension everywhere but our bicep or only a quarter of the tension is actually staying in our bicep because we're shrugging it up, we're leaning back, we're doing everything we can to compensate to finish this rep in a full range of motion, we are, aren't really accomplishing any effective volume. So the number you write down after the end of the week to show how much volume you've hit on your biceps or your lats or your chest or whatever movement we're going to talk about, it's irrelevant. It's an inaccurate number because your volume is distributed everywhere else because you were creating imbalances and you were creating compensations. Now, if you have proper exercise selection for your body, if you can control your tempo, if you have the right variation, if you love your programming, and last but not least, going back to episode one, if you can execute these things exceptionally well, you can keep the tension in the target muscle and that leads to more effective volume, which means you don't need as much volume to get growth. So although volume is very important when we are creating a program for aesthetic change, 
I believe that your exercise selection and the execution behind that by using proper tempo and variation is so, so key. And then enjoyment is just the icing on the cake. If you don't enjoy it, you can't adhere. And if you can't adhere, you can't be consistent. If you can't be consistent, results aren't going to happen. So I don't want to dive too much into this because it is something I'm passionate about. So I have a hard time just passing on without ranting real quick here. But um, obviously, that's what I'm going to get into today. I'm going to show you the importance of exercise selection, tempo, variation, and enjoyment. Guys, if you love this series, please do me a huge favor. The best way for us to grow this podcast is not marketing. It's not ads. It's nothing paid. It's word of mouth. It's helping you get better results and me hoping that you share this with a friend. So the best thing you can do for me to help me grow this, take a screenshot of your screen right now, head over to Instagram, post it on your story, tag myself at Cody.BoomBoom. I want to see it. I want to thank you for listening and I want to share it on my story as well. All right, guys, without any further ado, let's get on to part three of the individual training design series, exercise selection tempo, variation, and enjoyment. Part three of the individual training design series. This is where I'm taking you through how to program design for better aesthetic changes. Remember that this is mainly focused on hypertrophy and or how to train during a fat loss phase. So how to train to change your body physique, the visual appearance, the aesthetic appearance. So today we have part three, exercise selection, tempo, variation, and enjoyment. This is where I kind of steer to a different path than most people or what the typical pyramid of strength is made famous by Eric Helms, which I do agree with for the most part. I tend to focus on these things a little bit sooner than most people simply because I think in the general population, most clientele, this stuff is very important. Volume, uh, volume intensity and frequency is huge. Assessment and execution is huge. Those things are landmarks. They do come first. But if we don't prioritize these things, I do not think we can adhere to those other principles for as long. If our exercise selection is bad, if our tempo is bad, if we don't even know how to control a tempo, if we don't have any awareness behind the proper variations of movement patterns, and if we don't enjoy the program in general, we're not going to adhere to the volume, intensity, and frequency. We're not going to be motivated to push it so on and so forth, and that's what I'm gonna get into today. I'm gonna show you why exercise selection, tempo, variation, and enjoyment is actually far more important in the general population and even in advanced individuals than most people believe. And I think the reason is because we can't study a lot of these things. We can do research on volume, on frequency, on intensity. We can do different studies on how the body moves and how the body performs, but it's very hard to do any studies on exercise selection, variation, enjoyment. Tempo has been studied and the studies aren't favorable for muscle growth, but I'll show you why I think it's important still. Now, let's kind of get into these different things. So the first point we're gonna go over is exercise selection. So this is literally just choosing the exercises you are going to do to accomplish the volume, intensity, and frequency that you've already selected based on part two. So part two, we talked about how much volume you need. But what exercises should you choose in order to accomplish that volume? The main reasons I want to go over this are because A, biomechanics, B, imbalances, C, joint positioning, and then last, strength potential. So biomechanics. This is the idea that you move a certain way. Everybody's biomechanics is different because everybody's limb lengths are different. Everybody's joint positioning is different. Everybody's flexibility and stretch shortening cycle of a muscle, how far you can go with range of motion is different. Therefore, your exercise selection is going to be different than mine based on your biomechanics versus mine. 
Therefore, I need to have a proper exercise selection to choose the exercise with my best personal biomechanics, my best ability to perform that movement, that exercise, or I won't accomplish full range of motion volume. If we know that volume is the precursor for growth, but I'm choosing exercises that don't agree with my movement patterns, I'm doing a bunch of junk volume, I'm not getting the most out of that volume. So I could actually choose a better exercise and do less volume and get more out of it. Does that mean exercise selection is more important than volume? No, not at all. Volume is what allows us to grow, the work done. But we have to choose the right exercises based on our biomechanics so we can get the most out of that volume because everybody moves differently. Imbalances. Volume doesn't achieve or accomplish or improve imbalances. Imbalances are deficiencies. If one side is greater than the other, if one side is stronger than the other, if one side has poor movement compared to the other, increasing volume is not gonna do anything for that. Exercise selection, however, is going to do something for that. We can do a unilateral movement, single leg squat instead of a squat if we have imbalances within our hip, within our quad, within our knee, so on and so forth. So now exercise selection becomes really important because we can remove imbalances using volume but we can't use that volume to improve muscle mass on one side to improve that imbalance if we don't prioritize exercise selection. Because if we're just focused on volume, we're not individualizing or isolating the imbalance we need to improve in the first place. Joint positioning, this is something that's becoming more popularized and I only know of one study that actually looked at this um, and it's really, really fascinating. It's something I implement into a lot of my programming and I'm so happy they did this study. What they did, they took individuals in the equated volume and intensity. So the amount of weight lifted and the amount of volume totally done was equated. It was completely equal. One group did nine sets of neutral shoulder curls. What that means is my, my shoulders are in a neutral position. They're not in flexion and they're not in extension. They're neutral and I'm doing curls. Nine sets, same volume, same intensity. Group two did three sets at neutral, three sets at shoulder flexion, and three sets at shoulder extension. So the joint positioning was different. The volume was equated, the intensity was equated, and the group that varied their joint positioning grew more muscle. What does that tell us? It tells us we can accomplish this more muscle growth with the same amount of volume if we factor in joint positioning. This means supination versus pronation versus neutral grip. This means flexion, extension, and neutral positioning of different joints with your hip, with your knees, with your shoulders, all these different things. So another example would be a lying leg curl versus a seated leg curl. One has hip extension, one has hip flexion. You're doing a leg curl regardless, but if we vary, we can accomplish more growth without adding more volume or intensity. What does that mean? It means that neurologically, we can recover better because we're doing the same amount of volume, but we're getting more growth because we're varying our joint positioning versus having to increase the intensity or the volume to accomplish more growth, which would damage the nervous system more, which is fine, but in excess over time, it's harming our recovery. So to speed up recoverability, we can just vary the joint positioning. You can't accomplish that without exercise selection. Last, we have strength potential. Some people just have different strength potential. Your personal strength curve is completely different than mine. So I might be really, really good at one arm dumbbell rows. That's where I excel in. I'm more motivated to do it. My limb lengths are better positioned for it. My joint positioning is better suited for it. Whatever it may be, my biomechanics and my strength potential in a one arm dumbbell row is greater. Yours is greater in a supinated grip barbell bent row. Same muscle groups, but your potential there is greater. If we just look at volume, that's great, 
But if my potential is better in a different exercise, I need to change my exercise selection in order to get the most out of my strength potential. And that varies person to person. This could factor with biomechanics, joint positioning, imbalances, limb length, all these different factors. But the point is, is your strength potential is greater on some exercises compared to mine, which is greater in other exercises. That is not accomplished without focusing on exercise selection. So because of all four of those reasons, exercise selection becomes so important for changing our physique. Because yes, volume, intensity, and frequency is very important, but without exercise selection, we can't make the most out of volume and intensity and frequency. So this becomes way more important than most people seem to believe. Tempo. This one, I will say, does not pan out in studies, but I have an argument for it. In most studies, we see slow, slowing down the negative. For example, this is the best example we could possibly use because most people know during the eccentric phase, when we slow things down, that's where the muscle fibers tear more. It creates more muscle damage. Muscle damage is one of the precursors for growth. So if we do a slow negative, we create more muscle damage, we have to recover, rebuild more, we're gonna get bigger, right? Wrong. When we slow down the negative, our volume lowers because we can't perform as many reps because it's more tiring. And volume is more important for growth. So in the study showing negatives, the only way it led to more growth is if you could increase volume with those negatives. You cannot increase volume with negatives unless you have a partner who will do the concentric for you. And what that means, it means doing a bench press with well more weight than I can press, but controlling it down as slowly as I can and emphasizing that eccentric, that negative phase, and then allowing somebody else to pick it off my chest. So I'm not even doing the concentric or the positive. I'm only doing the negative. It's very hard for people to adhere to that long-term because you have to have a spotter on every single thing you do. Therefore, negatives aren't that important, especially if they're gonna lower your total volume and not allow you to accomplish the amount of volume you need to grow. So where does this come in, uh, in play? Where does this become important? Well, control, first of all. We talked a lot about junk volume so far in the series. If I am doing curls without a tempo, I might get sloppy, rush the form, swing them up, use my traps, use my low back. Now I'm not even accomplishing true volume on my bicep. But if I learn mind-muscle connection and I learn control through varying my tempo, slowing down, pausing, slowing down, now I can enhance my mind-muscle connection and I can keep my volume where I need it to be. Also, it can help prevent injuries. And I wrote that right here. Avoid junk uh, volume, movement quality, and tendon health. All of these things are really just surrounded by controlling the movement better through a mind-muscle connection, neurologically understanding what you are doing throughout a movement pattern, and avoiding banging up your joints because you are rushing through a movement and you are not controlling it with the muscles. Remember that your nervous system controls your muscular system, which moves your skeletal system. But if you don't have physical control inside of your muscles, you cannot properly control your skeletal system, aka your joints. When we use our joints incorrectly, we have joint injuries, we have tendon issues, ligament issues, and just general injuries that prevent us from going to the gym. So although tempo doesn't directly lead to more muscle growth, it allows us to better perform the movements we are chasing and avoid junk volume. Therefore, our, junk, or our total volume is more beneficial because it's actually in the muscles we are trying to work. We actually have some kind of sense and logic behind what we are doing. We know what we are doing and we know that we are improving. So once again, this is indirect to muscle growth, but this allows less injuries, longevity in the gym, and better quality volume, which is the precursor for growth. Next, we have variations. Non-volume progression is the first one. 
Progressions are anything that we can do to get better at a movement. Usually for muscle growth, this means adding weight, adding volume, adding reps, adding sets, some kind of progression to do more work. That's what leads to growth. However, if you enhance the skill behind a movement, you are still chasing further growth and you are removing different imbalances and sticking points, which I wrote right here, to make sure that you can break through different plateaus. Example, if I'm doing the bench and every time I get to a heavy load or those top end sets, I can't get past this lockout phase. What does that tell me? It tells me that my triceps are weak because my triceps, the job of my tricep is to extend my elbow. If I'm struggling on the bench every time I get halfway, my triceps aren't helping me finish the movement. What do I need to do? I need to create a better exercise selection so that I can change the variations behind what I'm doing to enhance my triceps to finish the bench. Once I can get better at bench, I can handle more load. Once I can handle more load on the bench, guess what? I increase my volume on the bench, I build my chest. Usually that means doing close grip bench press, it means doing dips, it means doing pushdowns, doing isolation movements for my triceps to enhance the bench, to enhance my volume, to enhance my growth. So again, it's indirect, but we need to focus on that. And progressions usually come from different variations of movements. It could also be loading patterns. Are you doing back squats all the time? Try doing a front squat. Try doing a zercher squat. Try doing a split squat. Progressions through movement capacity and non-volume based progressions is a really good way to consistently improve your training. Sticking points is related to that. And then lastly, avoid injury. If you know that every time you do a back squat, you get hurt, your low back ends up getting hurt, stop doing back squats, pick a different variation. This very much so ties to the exercise selection, but a squat is a squat. You can choose different variations within your exercise selection. So although your exercise selection needs to be a squat to build the growth that you wanna see, you may need to pick a zercher squat or a sandbag squat or a split squat or a front loaded squat any type of squat that's different than a barbell back squat so you can avoid injury. That's the number one reason. And if we can avoid injury, we can stay in the gym for longer. If we can stay in the gym longer, we're more consistently working in that volume that allows us to grow. So again, indirectly, variation is going to help us hit our volume needs to grow or to maintain muscle on a cut. The last one, which I would arguably say isn't backed by studies, but it is the most important thing, especially in uh, general population, is enjoyment. You need to enjoy your training programs. Again, this all kind of ties into exercise selection, but if we enjoy what we are doing, it's different. So if you like doing negatives, do negatives, because if you feel a good pump, do negatives. If you like doing low rest periods so you constantly feel like you're working, do low rest periods. Does science say that's the best way to accomplish more volume? No. But still, if you enjoy it, you should do it. If you like doing different exercise selections every week, if you like working on your imbalances, if you like changing tempo or variation, any of these things I'm talking about, anything that allows you to enjoy your training more, high volume, low volume, high intensity, low intensity, different training splits, high frequency, cardio, just training, anything, you should do them. Drop sets and things like intensification techniques that we know really just kind of add up to volume. So if the volume is equated, they're pointless, but they're super fun. So if you enjoy them, do them because it's gonna keep you motivated. And I think a lot of people forget that if you're not motivated in the gym, your effort lowers. The more your effort lowers, the lower your intensity gets, the lower your volume gets, the less gains you're gonna get, the less likely you are to reach your cutting, uh, your maintenance volume during a cut. Everything in the gym suffers if your motivation drops. And if you're not having fun, you're not motivated to even get to the gym. And especially if you're on a fat loss phase, you gotta be motivated. Because your inhibition, your moody, your irritability, all these things increase as your calories decrease. So you better make your training fun so you can actually adhere to the gym and you can stay motivated to go. 
Um, again, adherence and consistency is really how we wrap that up. You need to actually have fun. And a lot of these things need to change that. So we're going to talk about periodization in this series. We're going to talk about specific progressions in this series. We've already talked about training, volume, intensity, and frequency. We're going to talk about all these things that are backed by science that really do lead to more growth or better results. But if you don't enjoy your training, what are you doing? And how long are you actually going to be able to do it for? Because adherence and consistency are always the things that lead to the best results. All right, guys. So part three is exercise selection, tempo, variation, and enjoyment. These things truly do matter a lot, some directly and some indirectly, but they indirectly allow us to actually accomplish the volume, intensity, and frequency that leads to growth. If you want to get more education on training, if you want to get better programming than what you're doing right now and actually have a system to follow inside the gym every single day of the month, check out the Boom Boom Elite, which is linked in the description. It's all of my best training programs and my guidance on a daily basis to help you get through them. If you want more free content, check out boomboomperformance.com. Before I let you go, I just want to say thanks. I seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me, educating yourself to get better results. It still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing, head over to boomboomperformance.com slash sign dash up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the Nutrition Hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.